Blog Talk Radio. Commissioner T here, the Madden Voice, live, February 14th, 2018, 8 a.m. in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. Thought I'd do something different, because I can. Last night, all three of my co-hosts were uh, unavailable. Um, <laughs> it was kind of like, uh, they, they say at the end of the NFL season, you know, when, when the regular season is over, and the team didn't make the playoffs, and you go to the locker room, you know, like that next Monday, it's like it's like a mass exodus. All you see is garbage bags and empty lockers and you know, people are they're they're cleaning out their lockers, they're getting their exit interviews and maybe getting a little treatment if if they're still dinged up. But pretty much the season's over, they're ready to go. And it's a long for them, it's a long season because, you know, first of all you play four straight months. You know, you get one week off, uh, actually five straight months if you include preseason for some of them, because um, even if you're not a starter, you got to remember, I mean, you know, they can only rest so many people even during the preseason. And then before that, you've got training camp, you got mini camp, you got training camp, you know. So right now, you figure teams are teams that didn't make the playoffs, like my Cowboys, you know, they start resting, you know, and doing their thing in January. Um, well, you know, Witten and a couple of the guys are able to go to the Pro Bowl. Dak was at the uh, Super Bowl doing his thing. But as far as, like, working out and – and and uh, well, not really working out. Workouts, I should say. I'm assuming these guys work out all year round. But the, the, the workouts and the practices and the hitting and all of that, you know, it's really done for a while. And, um, you know, there really wouldn't be any, you know, what they call organized team activities until after uh, the draft. Um, sometime in the, in the spring, summer, we'll start to get wrapped up again. So the point in all of that, now my long little diatribe was that I told these guys, I'm going to keep doing Madden Voice because there's so much football to talk about. You guys can join me if, you, if you're free. And they were like, okay, you know, yep, all right, sounds good, T. And then the very next week, all three of these cats, gone! But that's okay. You know what I'm saying? I didn't do this. I, listen, I started the show alone. I didn't do the show alone. It's it's fun when I have when I have my boys on. You know, especially my my brother because he lives so far away. So it's kind of you know a chance for us to get a little quality time while we're doing the show. You know what I'm saying? But um, hey, you know what? 
you got me, Commissioner T, and we're going to talk a little NFL. We're going to we're going to talk about Super Bowl, kind of a hangover time, all right? Super Bowl's over. It's been over a week now. Where are we at, and where are we going? Um, so we're going to talk about uh, Belichick and Brady, of course. We're going to talk about the Patriots being a fear organization. A little bit about the Cowboys and and what to do with Des Bryant, and uh, a little about the Eagles, the Super Bowl champions, Nick Foles. What's up? <laughs> you know, um, Derek Johnson, free agent. Does anybody out there want him? Pretty good linebacker. Mike Shula um, going to the Panthers. Some comments on that. Anything else I think about. So, you know, morning show, Valentine's Day. Did you get your wife, girlfriend, or, you know, a significant other, I guess I should say, you know, for the ladies that might be listening, did you get your boyfriend or husband or significant other, um, your kids, your parents, you know, your crush? Did you, get, did you get everybody something for Valentine's Day? Now, I'm a firm believer that you don't have to wait Valentine's Day to be romantic, to, be, to show love. I'm a firm believer in that. But since it's here, let's contribute to this thriving U.S. economy and, um, you know, go out there and get your little candy, little box of candy, little chocolates. I mean, you know, right out, I mean, pretty much for the, for the last month, that's all you've seen on TV. Your inbox is probably full of promos. You know, so you've, you've had a chance to order early, get the, get the sales between 1-800-Flowers, Sherry's Berries, Pro Flowers, you know, all of these places, Amazon.com. You know, between all of these places, you ain't even got to lift a finger. Fifty bucks, you're good. It's over. So if you didn't do anything and you're on your way home, I'll give you his little tip, okay? You, you, you well, maybe not on your way home now. Maybe you're on your way to work right now listening to me. Or maybe you're on your way home and you're listening to the archives and you're like, damn it, I forgot Valentine's Day. I know it's a football show. But here's a little tip. Go to a grocery store. Not, not the little ma pa. Go to a chain. I don't know where you're at. Up, up here in New England, we've got shop, uh, Stop and Shops and Shop Rights. Um, I would say go to Stop and Shop. Go to the biggest chain you can find, okay? Um, and they will have fresh roses, and they're probably going to be about 30 bucks. And they're going to be very good quality. I'm not saying be cheap. You know, I'm not, I, I, you don't know me. You only know me talking about, but I'm not, I'm not a guy that, you know, I, I'm like my mama. My mama spends money. I spend money. It's what we do. We spend money. But if you're stuck today, you're not going to get delivery. If you didn't already arrange it, you're not going to get delivery. It's over. So stop at the grocery store. Pick up a dozen. Take the price tag off. Take anything off that makes it look like grocery store flowers. Because other than the price tag, those ladies over there, and I say ladies, because every time I get it, it's a lady. I'm not, I'm not trying to be sexist. Could be a dude. But every time I bought them, and yes, I have, um, could be a lady, though. I mean, usually a lady. Um, they do a great job. You can get the already made ones, but they'll still fluff them up and make them look pretty. Put those babies, babies' breasts on there, you know, those little white things, and wrap them up, little tissue paper. And, y'all, you walk in. Y'all, hope you ain't got to be to work early in the morning because you're going to have a good night. But you're going with nothing. Shame of you. Don't even matter of fact, I, I don't even listen to the show no more. I can't. I don't even want you as a listener. You don't bring some home Valentine's Day. It, it, we 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 can't we can't bond. 
Okay, I'm, I'm joking. I still want you to listen to the show. But go ahead and get just go ahead and get them flowers. Get a little box of candy or something. You know, unless unless that's not part of the routine, then I don't get some fruit. I don't care what you get, but give them, give them something. Okay. Anywho, um, you know, so uh, you know what I wanted to talk about a little bit today. I say um a lot. I, I listen back to the shows, and I realize, especially when I do the show alone. I find myself umming because um is a is it's like it's a space um it fills up space and people don't like empty space so people will have to do something. I used to teach communications, believe it or not, and people don't like empty space. So people say things like um to fill space and it's not you're not doing anything but filling space and and it sounds terrible. So what I have to learn to do is this. That was four seconds of space. It's better than um, because when you hear me say um, so now we're going to talk about um, you know, let's see if um, Tom Brady is a goat. Um, it, it just sounds terrible, right? But if I do this, we're going to talk about Tom Brady. And is Tom Brady... Still, the greatest quarterback of all time, even after losing to a backup quarterback named Nick Foles. You see the difference? Even though there's gaps, the space, it still sounds better than um. So I've got to work on it because I'm human and I'm not perfect and I say um, but I, I need to work on that. So. I'm going to use this time to work on not saying um. Even I've been doing this show for, you know, I think next month will be 10 years. I got to see how many shows. I, but I think next month, and I got to find the date and make sure I do a show, uh, if not on that date, very close to that date. But I think next month is officially 10 years of the Madden voice. I, I, go, I got to go back and look and Holy cow. You know, I started the show, and you know, I'm not going to do a trip down memory lane today. I'll, I'll save that for the show, but the show was started to talk about Madden video game. And uh, my life was very different 10 years ago uh, than it is today. Yeah, see, I was ready to go, um, and I caught myself. You know what I'm saying? Got to work on that. I caught myself. Just let that air. It, it, the gap of air is all right, T. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You know what I mean? See, even that's better than the um. But anyway, now we're we're football, and um, you know, maybe maybe some sports. I'm thinking about things to do differently, and I, I I love the idea of turning it into a general sports show. But I also feel like if you try to do too much, then you do nothing. You know, if they say if you have more than one starting quarterback, you have no starting quarterbacks. I feel that way about the show. We've been focused on football, um, but. See, there's the um. God, I got to stop doing that. Got to. The other thing is, I'll be honest with you, and then we really will talk about Tom Brady. Blog talk radio is not what it used to be, and I don't really care if they're listening because I pay. This isn't like this isn't like they they, you know, give this to me for free. And I have to be careful what I say. I pay a monthly fee to use their service. Now there's a way to to, to generate some revenue with the show um and i won't get into those details because that's not that's not my job talk to them blogtalkradio.com if if you want to learn about all that but the point remains is that the quality the customer service 
Um, you know, I, I, I've been on like I said, 10 years and it was nowhere near. I mean, the celebrities and the people that are using the show now and see. So what happens is you get superstars, right? People that will generate, you know, hundreds of thousands of listeners using, which I don't understand why they would use this platform instead of, you know, uh, uh, some type of live studio type situation. But, hey, I, I you know, I don't know. I don't know because I, I have a very tiny studio, like very homemade, like nothing major. And these people have mad money. So I don't I don't get it. But again, whatever works. But the point remains is that so they're getting they're, they're taking up the bandwidth because, you know, anything they need because they are probably generating revenue for blog talk radio more than I am. They're probably generating revenue for themselves and they're also paying because there's different levels. So I've noticed that when I need something, sometimes I don't ever get a response. For instance, there was a show. Did you catch the gap? Because I was going to do the, um, I know I'm turning it into the show about how to do a podcast, but did you catch it? I'm working on it. No ums. There was one time I had a technical difficulty with the show and I couldn't I don't I don't remember what the details was, but I I I don't know. I felt like they should have um compensated me because there was nothing I could do to fix the difficulty. And they told me how to fix it when I finally got customer service, but it was too late. The show had already aired, the show had been published, it had already been downloaded. So it was, it, you know, now to come back and tell me, you know, a week or 10 days later what, what I should have done when I asked you right during the show and couldn't get an answer, couldn't get customer service, couldn't get any assistance then, it was too late. And I said to them, hey, you know, I've been a customer for 10 years. You know, I think y'all should give me a free month for this. Never even got a response to that email. So I, I, I'm opening my eyes to the future here on the Madden Voice. Um, also looking at a name change for the show. A lot of things I'm looking at, so just stay tuned. That's all I can tell you right now. Anywho, so there's a lot of talk about did Tom Brady take a step back from being the GOAT after losing to Nick Foles against the Eagles? And I've been all over the place with this, and I saw a very nice thing. It's probably on YouTube that you can see that gives you 10 reasons why um, Tom Brady is not the GOAT and Joe Montana is. Joe Montana's 4-0. He has never thrown an interception in, in, in the um, Super Bowl. Um, you know, I, I don't know. There was, there was other things. Uh, he played for more than one coach. Um, you know, there were other reasons that they felt like Joe Montana, you know, no cheating scandals ever, no spy gate, no deflate gate. Um, you know, doesn't, you know, no tuck rule uh, or any of those controversies. Um, doesn't complain, never complain to the refs about a call. It was a different era back in the 90s, 80s, 90s, I guess. Yeah, he was 80s and 90s. Um, so there are a lot of reasons that you could say that Joe Montana is still the greatest. And Joe Montana, that was my era of football. You know, I, I watched Joe Montana and I watched Jerry Rice and, and T.O. when he was there and, um, I saw the Dwight Clark, the catch, 
where you, you guys do know that Joe Montana was throwing that ball away, right? <laughs> it was four Cowboys bearing down on him, and he was throwing the ball away. And Dwight Clark was able to jump up fingertips and catch that ball. Um, story of our lives. <laughs> There's always something with a catch. But anyway, um, ah, did it again. So uh, it's the same thing. Um, so it, it, it doesn't matter. I got to, you know, it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. I, I got to stop all of them. Um, so it's just there's just space. I got. I got. I got to stop all of them. I really do. You're stupid. I know I am. Thank you very much. I like this one better. You stupid. No, not. What's nine plus ten? Twenty-one. You stupid. I like that one better. Um. So, I've been all over the place with the Joe Montana, Tom Brady, and I, I, after the Atlanta game, I said, Joe Montana, you got to take a backseat. It's Tom Brady. Tom Brady at 40 years old goes 13-3, and three, gets to the Super Bowl, throws for 500 yards, loses to Nick Foles, has a crucial turnover down the stretch that you know, certainly impacted the loss of the game. I, I still have to say he's the greatest. Even being 5-3 and three in the Super Bowl versus 4-0. and oh, And I'm an old school guy. It's going to take me a long time before I will put LeBron James ahead of Michael Jordan. Even though it is a compelling discussion. It took me a long time to get there with Joe Montana. And I, I don't see going back. I don't think you can undo your legacy. I don't think undoing it by losing... Because it is a team game. He did put 33 points on the board. And in most Super Bowls, 33 points, you're going to win. I, I think that he might be the first quarterback to throw for 500 yards and score 30 points in an NFL game and lose. Something like that. Y- yeah, y'all can look it up. But there's something like that. Or maybe it's 500 yards and four touchdowns and 30 points and lose. I don't know. And, and this is all in the history of the NFL. Whatever that combination is, there's a combination that um, that Tom Brady did, and he's the only one. I'm going to see if I can find it real quick. Um, he's the only one ever. And I think I'm not saying it to blast Tom Brady. I'm saying it to say that that's greatness because your defense didn't show up. That's what I'm saying. You know, he did his part. Even with that, you know, Foles had a turnover. Foles had a pick. So he had a pick, and they still were able to come back from that. Now, his was a tipped ball versus Brady being stripped. But still, I, I have to say, you know, I, I'm not finding that um, that's that. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it here, guys. I can't find it. So, um Tom Brady throws for 500 yards and loses, and it's praise. Got to keep synergizing with LeBron. Okay, that's that's nothing. Um, all right, never mind, guys. I can't find it. But there is a combination of statistics that Brady did. It makes him unique in this loss. I can't find it. What I can't find out what it is. You ever get frustrated by the internet? I do. Sometimes these things just this, this internet just frustrates me. Okay, fixed it. Oh wait, here we go. Here we go. I may have I may have found it. It, it. It's gonna probably play a little video. I'm gonna see if there's a caption. Here, work with me, guys. Work with me. Work with me. I'm looking here. Uh, okay, there it is. Found it. 
Tom Brady, first quarterback to lose a game with 500 yards, three TDs, and zero interceptions. Okay. So that's in NFL history. That's not just um, – yeah, I, I caught it. That's not just Super Bowl. That's NFL history. So to throw for 500 yards, three touchdowns, lose, I don't think you lose your standing as the greatest of all time. Now, the other question that, that is out there, people say, is he the greatest football player of all time? I think that's just absurd. I just think that's just absurd. Uh, my, my, my good friend, N.J. Rod, who's down in New Jersey, thus he's called N.J. Rod. Oh, by the way, I've got um, – <clears throat> I've got First Things First on. That show's pretty good. It's on. Hall of Famer Charles Haley's calls the Cowboys a bunch of damn losers. Okay. I'm going to get to that in a minute. Uh, Rod says that Tom Brady's the best football player ever, period. That's what he says. Rod, I disagree strongly, vehemently. I'm sorry. Back up. The best pro athlete ever. That's what he said. Not just pro football player. You can make an argument for the pro football player, although – I could probably come up with a half a dozen, you know, Walter Payton, Deion Sanders, Jerry Rice, three right off the top of my head that I would say are better football players than Tom Brady. Charles Haley, who also has five Super Bowl rings. And and I guess, you know, and and the reason I would put Charles Haley in there, um, you know, these guys were great in multiple systems. It wasn't just one quarterback in one system. Uh, Dion, as you know, Atlanta, Dallas, San Francisco, uh, Ravens, you know, Haley, San Francisco, and Dallas, uh, Jerry Rice, San Francisco, the Raiders. I mean, if I remember correctly, played in the Super Bowl at 40 with the Raiders. John Gruden, I believe it was, took him to the Super Bowl. I think Jerry Rice was on that team. And remember, Jerry Rice has 22,000 receiving yards, like 7,000 more than T.O. and Randy Moss. You know, so I think when you talk about best football players ever, I, I you know, Tom Brady, he, I guess he's in a discussion. But, but so if he's not the best football player ever, then he can't be the best pro athlete ever. And the problem with making a quarterback the best pro athlete better is they only play quarterback. There's the other half of that game, and there's special teams. So when you look at when you look at um, best athletes ever, you've got to think about you know basketball. You've got to think about boxing. You've got to think about sports where you know more is demanded of you, and you have to rise to a higher level. And I'm sorry, but you know I would put best athlete ever. I got to talk. I got to talk about my boy MJ. You know, um, and this is where LeBron probably gets some discussion on athlete on on being the best athlete simply because of his physical gifts. I still would go with MJ, but LeBron six eight two forty, offense defense. You know, uh, guy's incredible. Watch him play; he's incredible. But anywho, so no, uh, Tom Brady is still the best quarterback ever. Let's stop there with the accolades. And, you know, I didn't really roast him too much last week. We talked about the, you know, Super Bowl last week. 
but he deserves to be roasted for not shaking Nick Foles' hands. And I don't know that the press made as big a deal about it as they should have. I have roasted Cam Newton repeatedly for acts of poor leadership and immaturity. And for Tom Brady to not find Nick Foles and shake his hand, that's inexcusable. And why the press hasn't really made much, much um, to do about it, I don't know. I'm, I'm back on the internet again, guys. I'm just wondering if there's anything on here. Tom Brady doesn't shake Nick Foles' hand. Let's see what we come up with here. Uh, all right, let's go to Fox News and see if there's anything. I'm looking for a quote. I'm looking for if anybody quoted, if he said anything to anybody about it. And I'm just looking for quotation marks. Um, this is Nick Foles. I didn't get to see Tom. I was looking for Tom. It got pretty crazy really fast. He's one of the greatest of all time. Guy does it right. He's been unbelievable. He was unbelievable tonight. I can't say enough about him. Um, yeah, I know, guys. I'm filling space. I'm just uh, It was possible Brady did not shake Foles' hands due to the chaos that erupted in the stadium followed a game. Let's see. Brady has a history, however, of avoiding handshakes. When the Giants beat him in 07, and again, Brady did not shake Eli Manning's hand. Now he's 0 for 3 on losing handshakes. And here we go. Brady is certainly not the first star to be criticized. By the way, this is Fox Sports, uh, Fox News. Um, so I don't, I don't want anybody to think that I'm stealing from anybody. Uh, Carolina, Brady's not the first star to be criticized as a sore loser following a loss. Here we go. Carolina quarterback Cam Newton was on base after cutting his post-game press conference short following Super loss to Denver Broncos. However, Newton did shake uh, Peyton Manning's hand after the game. Manning was involved in the same uh, after leading the Colts to the Super Bowl and losing to the Saints. Peyton Manning did not shake Drew Brees' hand following the defeat. Uh, LeBron James did not shake the hands of any members of the Orlando Magic after the Cavs were defeated by the team in 2009 playoffs. He also did not speak to reporters after the game. Okay, you know, all of this is wrong. And... You know, there is an article about it, but there's no, you know, did anybody ask Tom Brady about it? Did anybody approach him about it? And, you know, that's, that's my problem with this is, you know, we let the guy off the hook because he's Tom Brady, Tom versus Tom. You know, after, honestly, I watched the first three episodes, I'll probably get to watch the last three or four or whatever, however many there are. But I, after, after he lost, I kind of, yeah, I'll get to him when I get to him. You know, I, I you know, listen. And I apologize, it took me about half an hour to get warmed up, but I'm warmed up now. Haven't done a show in the morning in a long time. But listen, I am Tom Brady. I mean, even I'm guilty because I started off the show talking about Tom Brady. He didn't even win the Super Bowl. And I'm still talking about the Patriots and talking about Tom Brady. I'm, I'm about Tom Brady. I'm sick of the media love with Tom Brady and the media fascination with is Tom Brady going to play to 45? Why don't we just wait and see? Let's see if he'll make it to 42 since he'll be 41 sometime later this year. So we know he's going to play at 41. Let's just see if he'll make it to 42. You know, but other than that, there's 32 teams. They didn't even win the Super Bowl. I personally am more interested in, and, and actually 
they're talking about the Cowboys right now on First Things First. So when I'm done, I'm going to rewind it because I've got a little DVR action going on and see what they're saying about my boys. I'm going to talk about the Cowboys because I find that I know more and, and, and have more insight on the Cowboys than these guys getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to sit on national TV and talk about them. It's sickening to me, but I'll get there in a minute. Um, but you know what? Tom Brady's the greatest of all time, but frankly, I don't even want to talk about him anymore. You know, I really don't. I, 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 I see him, you know, the Tom versus time thing and the poor sportsmanship thing and, you know, the whole um, thing with Garoppolo, now Josh McDaniels. Tom Brady's in the middle of all this. It's not just Bill Belichick. You know, they're, they're, he's in the middle of all of this. He's wielding a lot of power here. And I, I guess Albert Kraft is going to allow him to do that, so be it. But I will, I will say very kindly to Tom Brady, um, enjoy the ride, bro, because it will come to an end. And it's going to come to a screeching end. Ask Peyton Manning. Ask Joe Montana. Ask Steve Young. Ask Troy Aikman. Any of your contemporaries who have multiple Super Bowls, who have been great, will tell you it's going to come to a screeching halt. And I dare say it will come sooner than later. I really don't – I don't care what kind of avocado ice cream he's eating and, and you know, I, I – listen, I study all of that stuff. I'm not, I'm not trying to put myself up to be a guru because I'm not, but I, I watch a lot of documentaries. I read a lot about health and nutrition. Not going to say I follow everything I read. I'm an idiot. I don't. I should, but I read it. I get it. I get what he's doing, and there is some merit to what he's doing. But you're also, um, you know, in a sport that is very demanding and your body is not getting any younger. You can, you can certainly, you know, prepare yourself to a certain point. But there's a reason why players at that age are generally sitting home watching the game. There's a reason why that, you know, I think Tom Brady's the oldest player in the NFL. I think James Harrison is second at 39. So there's a reason why you're the only 40-year-old player, the only 40-year-old uh, quarterback in the NFL. There's a reason why this doesn't happen. Okay, you want to be the exception, the anomaly. You know, you, you, you want really to make your legacy, you know, enshrined in Canton forever. Okay, I get it. Um, I think if, you, if he retired now, I think he's done it all. Okay, you want one more Super Bowl ring? You're not going to get it. This was your year to get it. It ain't happening. I'm, 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 telling, I'm saying it now. It's not happening. This was their year to get it. And if the Eagles can go in with a backup quarterback and a stout defense and beat the favorite Patriots, that's it. It's over. Matter of fact, I will go one step further and say, it, the Patriots under this with Tom Brady will not go back to the Super Bowl. Never mind winning. They ain't even going to go back. Why do I say that? You think Pittsburgh's going to sit pat? You think Jacksonville? I mean, I don't believe in Blake Bortles, but he got him there. He got him to the, to the conference championship. Denver. You think Denver's going to go get Kirk Cousins? Denver is a couple years removed. Defense isn't what it was. Tlaib's, I guess, looking like he's going to be a free agent. But they're only, what, three years out from a Super Bowl? Does San Diego ever wake up and get it right? 
What about Oakland? They, they had a down year, but they were predicted to do some great things. Could they regroup under their new coach? That's right, the $100 million man, John Gruden. And quiet as it's kept, that's for you all in Chamberlain. I know you're not listening, but it's one of your favorite expressions. Yes, and his last name is Chamberlain. You figure it out. Um, but AFC East teams, Miami, Buffalo made the playoffs. Closing that gap just a little bit, aren't they? I guess what I'm telling you is that's it. It's over. The New England ride is, is done. They'll be competitive. They may even win their division, get back to the playoffs. But it's over between the teams that I just mentioned, and there's always a surprise. There's always unexpected. Cleveland certainly, certainly has enough draft picks, um, you know, to, to go out there and do something if they wake up and actually go get a quarterback. Houston under Watson. Remember? Guy was looking pretty good before he got hurt. They'll be back. So, you know, AFC at this point isn't sitting pat and just waiting. So I am telling you, it's been a great ride. It has been outside of maybe the 60s Celtics, 50s, 60s Celtics, probably the greatest ride in sports, clearly the greatest ride in NFL history. Eight Super Bowl appearances in, what, 15 16 years, so a Super Bowl every two years, although Joe Montana did four wins in nine years. Brady did eight appearances in 15 or 16 years. I have to go back and do the math. Um, So, you know, eight appearances. and I think the first one is 01, so like eight and 17 years. So I figure they made a, a, a Super Bowl one every two years. But they've won one every three to four years. Now, I get it. They, you know, they won last year. They, they were in a position to win three out of four. They didn't. So they, they did win two out of three. They won three out of four at the beginning. But there was a big gap in the middle where Brady wasn't doing much Super Bowl-wise. And, and I'm not saying that lightly because the Super Bowl is, is the ultimate goal. And to be there as many times as they did is amazing. It's been an amazing run. Patriots fans, you're, you know, hey, take it from me. Take it from a guy who's been there. Take it from a guy who has watched his team um, go down and go from three out of four under Jimmy Johnson. I don't even want to talk about Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer was a terrible NFL head coach. He was just terrible. He was smart enough to pick up Jimmy's guys and, and, and finish the race. That's all he did. He coached for another couple of years. They went back to – they, you know, I think they might have went back to the playoffs the next year and got beat. And, you know, Barry Switzer was an incredible college coach, Oklahoma. Look it up. Pro football coach, NFL coach, it was terrible. I'm not going to say I could have had that team win, but I don't know. I, I, think, I think there's a lot of coaches – with what Jimmy Johnson built that would have won. And I think there's a lot of coaches that would, under Jimmy Johnson built would have won two more Super Bowls, either the two in a row, so it would have been four in a row, or you know, two out of that three, lose that one to San Francisco, and then come back and win two more. Then after that, it's over. But there was a five-year run there that if Jimmy had stayed the coach, 
you have to you have to believe there's a good chance that the Cowboys certainly come out of there three out of five, four out of five, and who knows five out of five. Now, so I'm saying this to say that the Patriots' run is over. It's done. They, they'll get back to the playoffs, but that's it. I don't even I don't I do not see them in the Super Bowl. Now, why do I say that? Bill, well, first of all, Tom Brady's getting older, and Father Time is undefeated. Okay, I'm 50 years old. <laughs> I don't know what 50 feels like. Sometimes I feel like I'm 50. Sometimes I feel like I'm 25. I don't play pro football, though. I'm not getting beat up four, five, six months out of the year. So that's, that's number one. Number two, I get it. He's driven. He's motivated. Um, but... Yeah, I've given up on the ums, guys. You got, you got, you got, you got to deal with the ums. They're there. You got to. You're stupid. Them. I know I am. So, a week later, he has a picture kissing Giselle. Costa Rica, I think it is. Some comment about this Sunday is much better than last Sunday. Something along those lines. I, I, I don't, and I'm not going to bother. But, and Janelle, she's a supermodel, so you know. Obviously, she's super hot. Um, and many people believe it's a good match. He's a good-looking guy. But I don't know that side of Tom Brady. Like, that's not the Brady that I know that is sitting there saying, you know, you know what, I am going to find it. I am going to find it. Because it, I don't know that guy. Who, I'm like, who is this guy? And I think it was his Instagram. Brady... Um, kiss Giselle Instagram. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, okay, yep. I think I think this is it. All right, hold on. Work with me here. By the way, thank you for listening to the Mad Voice. You know, most of our most of our listeners are now podcasts. Every once in a while, we'll get a call in, but most of your podcasts, I appreciate your uh, loyalty. Stay tuned; great things coming. But if you if you are out there and you want to call in three four seven eight three eight nine five two five, you know, I'm gonna do I'm open up the chat room. Um, I I don't I haven't opened it in a while because you know usually when we do the show at night, no one really comes into the chat room. But and it's amazing because we used to have a lot of call ins. Like a lot, and um, you know we 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 don't anymore, but we still have podcasts. So it's kind of interesting the, the evolution of the show. Anyway, so Giselle and Tom Brady, and I'm looking for the quote. This Sunday's outcome is a lot better than last Sunday. Oh, and any any hashtag losing streak stops at one. Okay, so there is there is some fire left. He's in Costa Rica. Um, there is some fire left, I guess. I guess that was my point is where's the fire? And I guess there is some fire left there, but I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know that it's the same. I don't know that, you know, a picture, it's just not the Tom Brady. I I got, I got no problem with it. Don't take it the wrong way. I just don't know. I don't know that Tom Brady. I don't know that Tom Brady to be sitting there posting a picture of kissing his wife a one week after losing the Super Bowl. I, I don't know that guy. So, so that's part of it. Um, I also think that, you know, I talked about the other teams closing the gap. 
There's, there's, where there's smoke, there's fire. And there's been too much potential dissension from the Garoppolo thing, who was now the highest paid player in the NFL. That's not going to stick, by the way. Someone, you know, could be Kirk Cousins, could be somebody, but he's making more than Tom Brady, like twice what Tom Brady's making. So see how they address that. Tom Brady is always renegotiate his contracts and, you know, for the better of the team. Now they want Dez to do that. We'll get to Dez. But now that his backup is making twice what he makes because he's played seven games, <laughs> got to love the NFL. He's 7-0, and seven games, and he's, he's making somewhere around $27 million a year, $137 million contract, $94 million guaranteed. San Francisco's got a hell of a lot of cap space. So another team to look out for if – John Lynch play, and Kyle Shanahan play their cards right. But back to the Patriots. Uh, you know, too much dissension. You've got the Malcolm Butler situation. He won't be back. Arguably their best defensive player. And he shouldn't be back. He was, he was railroaded. He was mistreated. I wouldn't play for Bill Belichick either. You've got Gronkowski talking about, you know, should I retire? You know, is there, you know he, he's had a lot of injuries. He's still the best tight end in the game. Sorry, Jason, I love you, but you're not the best in the game. I'd say maybe Witten, you're the most consistent. We know what we're going to get from you, but you know, you, you're not what you used to be. You're reliable, but I can't put you in that, in that discussion with Kelsey and some of these other guys. So when you look at everything that went on and the fact that they lost the Super Bowl to a team that was run by their backup quarterback – I, I don't see it. And I talk about the Patriots, Lane Johnson, and honestly, I don't care what Lane Johnson thinks. Um, I, I, don't, I, I, I know a lot about football, and I follow all the teams. I believe Lane Johnson is the left tackle, if I, if I, if I have it right. I believe he's the one that came in for, you know, and of course, guys, because I have the Internet right here, I'm going to look it up. But isn't he the left tackle that came in for Jason Peters, Hall of Famer, going to be Hall of Famer? Jason Peters, I believe that's him, right? Uh, let's see. Lane Johnson, offensive tackle. I believe he's the one that came in for – yeah, I, I, think, I think he's the one that came in. I, I'm not 100% sure. And if I and I, I believe he used to play for the um, for the Patriots, but who cares? And why would you even, you know, from from where I'm sitting, why even talk about it? You know what I mean? Like why why do you even need to? You won. You know, you won. It's over. Why even bother making these comments? See, I'm going to read the quote. I did find the quote. Uh, Offensive tackle Lane Johnson took some parting shots during a recent interview. Um, and I'm pretty sure he played with the Patriots. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Players don't have fun. The outspoken Johnson made his comments. Da, 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 da. I just think that the Patriot way is a fear-based organization. Obviously, do they win? Hell yes. They win. They won for a long time. Do I think people enjoy and can say I had a lot of fun playing there? No, I don't. That's just the God's honest truth. Uh, they're successful, but when they go on interviews, they act like freaking, and they didn't say freaking robots. 
hey, stop being a prick. We can be cordial for a little bit. You can only get to this job one time, so let's have fun while we're doing it. Not to be reckless, but I'd have much – I'd much rather have fun and win a Super Bowl than be miserable and win five Super Bowls. Uh, let's see. He referred to Patriots. Tom Brady is a pr- pretty boy and said there was nothing I like to do more than dethrone the guy. Eh, well, that's what he did. That's what he did. So, you know, and, and I, I have not confirmed that he worked for, that he used to play for the Patriots. I doesn't, usually they say that right here, so maybe he didn't. The point I'm, I'm making is, first of all, I don't care what he thinks. I don't even understand why he would even bother talking about the Patriots. Um, even if you played for them, you won, you beat them. Uh, I do think it's pretty stupid to say that I'd rather have fun winning one than be miserable winning five. That's idiotic. <laughs> that's just that's just you know I can tell you point blank that when I went to where I'm working at right now I said the main thing is I want to make a lot of money and I wasn't really too concerned with having fun now don't get me wrong I, I like to enjoy my job and all of that but you know if, if they're going to put me under some trials and tribulations and pay me well I'm good to go now, I'm not a pro athlete but I'm working they're working I guess my point though is that Let's assume he's right, and we have no reason to think that he's wrong based on what we know about Bill Belichick, based on the fact that he came from Bill Parcells, based on the fact that I saw the two Bills documentary. Um, I think there's some truth to it. I just don't know why he cares. So if that's the case, how long does that work? How long? I mean, look at what happened this year. Just think about what happened this year. Think about Malcolm Butler. Think about Jimmy Garoppolo. Think about um, uh, McDaniels there, Josh McDaniels. Think about just about all of that in the last 30 days. Heck, is it even 30 days? Well, Garoppolo was a while back. So with all of that going on, can, can Bill Belichick come back in, regroup this team, fire them up, and get them on track for yet another year? I don't think so. And Jimmy Johnson left the Cowboys, not because of Jerry Jones. And if he did, he didn't. He's never said that publicly. He said that after two years, back-to-back Super Bowls, I didn't think my voice would work a third time. I didn't think the team would react third time. So it was best for me to step down and let someone else come in and continue the journey. Now, we'll never know if he was right or wrong. Maybe he didn't have it to give after five years. And maybe there is some truth to the Jerry Jones dissension, although then Jerry goes out later on, years later, and hires Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells has never said a bad word about working for Jerry Jones. So who knows? Who knows? The point is, for those reasons, I don't think that the Patriots are going to make the Super Bowl. I don't think that they're going to – I think they'll get to the playoffs – uh, but I, and I think the reason I'll get to the playoffs is because, you know, other than I, I guess we'll see what Miami does next year with uh, Tannehill coming back. They, they've got some pieces. Buffalo was able to slide in on the last day of the season. Jets are terrible. But all in all, there's no con- it's not like the NFC East, the only division in football where every team has won a Super Bowl. Giants were terrible, but let's see what they do. They're restocking. Um, Redskins went and got Alex Smith. Let's see what happens. And of course, my Cowboys. So we'll see. So I don't believe that the Patriots make it. And as far as the 
Patriots being a fear-based organization, I don't think it matters. You know, I don't. I, I just I think sometimes the media latches on to something and they want to talk about stuff and who cares? It, it, you know, if Kraft is the owner, if he's happy and and you know results are results. Now, personally, no, I don't like that. I, I've worked for um, people that. You know, I, I'll tell you guys a little story because I can. So I worked for a nonprofit years ago before I got into banking. And by the way, they just showed Vince Carter. I guess he did a uh, dunk last night. Dude looking like he's 41 years old, man. It's still still getting up. I mean, damn, Vince. Damn. Oldest, oldest player in the NF, NBA, by the way. Go for it, Vince. By the way, the Cavs are going to win it all this year. Talk about that another time. Anyway. <laughs> all right. A little bit of an overreaction. Let's just wait and see. But I like what I saw against the Celtics on Sunday. I'll just leave it at that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do the K star and you know, um, you know, start put Jordan Clarkson in the Hall of Fame or anything too soon. But I like what I saw. But anyway, um, oh, looks like they got another win. I'm sorry. I'm getting distracted. I'll tell you a little story. Winter time, years ago, and. The nonprofit I worked for had a policy that if the state closes, they close. If the state didn't close, we were open for business. Got hit with a blizzard. It's terrible. And I had to stop off and meet a client before coming to work. So, oh, they just beat OKC. LeBron, 37-8 against OKC. I'm trying to tell you. I like what I saw from them Cavs. I used to coach basketball. It wasn't NBA level, but it was, you know, I understand, I understand the game. I like what I'm seeing from them Cavs. So we got a, I know I'm all over the place. Just work with me, guys. So we got a, um, a blizzard. I had to go meet a client. It took forever. By the time I got to work, work was about 20 minutes. I got to work. It was about 11-something. And I think we, we had a staff of about 15. I think there was four of us in the building. And we were, you know, we were an organization that worked with clients. There was really no reason for us to even open doors that day. But the, the boss person, you know, felt the way she felt. And, you know, she came into my office. She said, well, you're here. I said, well, um, you know, and I was like number two guy. I worked for her and I managed the staff. And, you know, she came in and said, well, you're here. And I'm like, yeah, it took me forever, you know, because I had a Bonneville SSEI, beautiful car. Front wheel drive, but not really good in the snow. And I just took my time, but it took me forever, and I, I didn't make it in. And I said, "Yeah, I'm here because you know that's that's your rule." And she said, "Well, um, the people that aren't here, they're gonna lose a vacation day." And I said, "Well, you know, I know the state didn't close, which I didn't understand." But you've got one person coming that's probably 10 minutes away, and she's got kids. You've got two other people that are about an hour away that are on my staff. So I, had, I, I got a staff of three. I think it was three or four. And most of them were driving pretty good distance. One was close, but she had her kids. So I'm sure she was like, you know. No reason to go to work. There's nothing going on at work. Kids are off from school. I'm just going to stay home. She wanted to take a vacation day away from all of them. 
Now, me being senior man, me me having been there forever, having a ton of vacation time, I said, look, I just don't think it's fair because it's not it's not like they just didn't come to work. Look at the weather. Look at the roads. There's nobody here. I'll give them anyone that you want to penalize. Just take it out of my vacation bank. She looked at me and she said, you're defeating what I'm trying to do. She felt the need to punish people because they didn't come to work when it was probably a good foot of snow out there because the state didn't close because that was the policy that she implemented. Now, I get it. You know, work, um, you know, the job wins. And, you know, there's a lot of memes out there about when we get snow up here in New England versus other parts of the state and expectations are higher. I get all that. But where's the human – where's the, the, the human – um, the, the sense of decency, you know, why, why would you even, first of all, if, if I were her, I would have called everyone the night before and say, we're closing tomorrow. I hear it's going to be bad. I don't really care what the state does. You, you set up a phone tree or you set up, and this was a long time ago. So we could have, maybe we could have did it by email or text. I don't, I don't know where we were in the days of technology. I'm pretty sure we were still pretty technologically advanced. When I started with this company, um, it was much different. I was there for 15 years, so technology changed in my time from when I started to when I, when I finished. Like when I started, there was no Facebook. When I finished, it was Facebook. Okay, just to give you an idea. So, yeah, you could have, you could have done something and set up, uh, you know, okay, on bad weather days, I'll call this person. You know, there's a way to do it with small organizations, and so you, you know what's going on. Or you could have did a text thing or something, okay? But – she expected everyone to come to work. Now, I don't know if this punishment was because there were other areas and other staff. I don't know. I just know my people were punished. I, I told her I didn't like it. She didn't care. And my people all lost a vacation day, which, of course, they, did, they weren't happy about. But they were like, OK, well, I didn't come to work. Understood. I don't think they should have been penalized because of the weather. I think the humanity, that's what I was trying to say earlier, was lacking. Why did I tell you that story? What does it have to do with football? I just believe that when you're dealing with people, a certain level of humanity needs to be involved. I, I believe when you're dealing with people, a certain amount of loyalty needs to be involved. And I don't know that Bill Belichick has demonstrated enough of either. He was ready to move on from Tom Brady and go to Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, your quarterback was an MVP candidate and won MVP. So what are you saying? You're predicting that, Bill, that, that Tom Brady isn't going to stay Tom Brady. Malcolm Butler gets told before the national anthem that he's not playing. Now, whether you agree with the ultimate decision to play him or not is irrelevant. What, what you cannot argue is telling a player, when you've had two weeks from the last game to this game to assess him, you've had – a number of opportunities to say, I'm sorry, we're going in a different direction, you're not playing. You wait, the guy's dressed, warmed up, on the field, ready to go, national anthem, and you say you're not playing? Uh, one of the, I think it was um, Molly from First Take said that you couldn't tell him in advance because it would have leaked out. I don't care if it leaks out. It doesn't matter if it leaks out. It's not about the rest of the NFL or, or even 
the Eagles. It's about the Patriots. And to make that decision at that time was just wrong. Or, I'm sorry, to inform him of the decision at that time is just wrong. So I say all this to say there are chinks in their armor. It's not the same team. And stay tuned because you've seen the best of the Patriots. You will not watch them decline. And, hey, we're just getting the offseason. It's pretty clear Brady's coming back. He's been very clear about that. But is Belichick really coming back? I think he is, but are we totally sure? What's going to happen in New England? Stay tuned. Should the Cowboys cut Des Bryant? The answer is a resounding no. Now, is it, is it fair for them to go and try to restructure his contract? Reluctantly, I say yes. He has not played to the level of the money that he has earned. And when you get a contract like he got, which if you recall, Demarius Thomas got a similar contract. Um, And he has not played to that level either, by the way. It is reasonable for the team to go back and say, we need to restructure this. Maybe make it more incentive-based. I'm okay with that. It's reasonable for Des to say no. And if he says no, should the Cowboys, you know, release him? Look, I love Des Bryant. Des Bryant can still be an elite receiver in this game. I think he's taken a lot of the fault for a quarterback that doesn't have the same chemistry with him as Tony Romo had. We, we, even though I saw a stat that Des, uh, Dak Prescott was number one in tight window passing, um, you know, overall, Dak was not all that impressive this year. Now, I'm okay with it. You know, look at RG3 after his rookie year. Where'd he go? You know, look at Cam Newton after – you know, a league MVP and going to the Super Bowl. He's been up and down. You know, Russell Wilson without uh, beast mode in the backfield hasn't been the same. So I'm okay with it. I think he'll rebound and have a good year next year. I think that Michael Irvin hit it right on the head, being the original, not the original, but a, a, a arguably the most talented 88 in Cowboy history because T.O. was 81 and does – very talented, but not yet. He, he could change my mind, but right now I'll go with Michael over Des. The point remains that he said number one wide receivers don't grow on trees, and they don't. They don't. Now, do you need a number one wide receiver? Well, the Patriots have shown that you don't. The Eagles have shown that you don't. When I say number one, I don't mean playing in the X position. I mean clearly number one based on pay, based on performance, you know, a, a, a Julio Jones, an Antonio Bryant, you know, a guy that you know that's the number one option. And Dez has been that guy. And lately he hasn't played to that level. So you don't need that, but I think it's helpful. I think Dez would be something that you wouldn't miss until he was gone. Then you would realize how much he affects the defense. And I think – you know, I, I, I've heard people say it doesn't matter, but I think it does matter that these guys get together in the offseason and fix what might be broken between them. I think, you know, Dez's hands hasn't looked like they used to look. Drops too many balls. That's fixable. That's fixable. So I'd like to see Dez recommit himself to the game. Cowboys are making a lot of moves with player uh, position coaches. I'm happy 
with their moves. Linehan's still there. Um, uh, Marinelli's still there. And Garrett's still there. But let's be clear. I don't think there's anyone out there who can disagree with this one statement. This is the year the Cowboys need to make a statement. And I'm on no excuses with any teams now after what I've seen this year. I don't want to hear it anymore. We lost this player. We lost that player. We don't have this player. We don't have... Then get your backup ready to play, and he need to go in there and ball. He need to go in there and ball out. I don't want to hear it anymore. I defended the Cowboys because Tyron Smith missed games. Ezekiel Elliott missed games. Sean Lee missed games. Orlando Skandrick missed games. These are players that have seen Pro Bowls. These are players that are starters. These are players that may be the best at their position. But you know what? Who's sitting behind them? And why aren't they ready to ball out? And now that's on Jason Garrett and to some degree on Will McClay and Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones. So I don't want to hear it anymore. Cowboys need to go get it done this year. Are we scared of the Eagles? Hell no, we're not scared of the Eagles. Good for them. They won the Super Bowl. Congratulations. Let's go play football now. Now, thankfully, you'll be the team out of NFC East with a target on their back every week and not the Cowboys. Not as much the Cowboys because we are that team. We come to town. It's like, oh, here come the Cowboys, America's team. Everybody gets up to play the Cowboys. Well, guess what? Everybody's going to get up now to play the Eagles. Maybe they'll sleep on Dallas just a little bit. But let's go ball next year. I don't want to hear any excuses. I really don't. And I don't want to hear we can't go out and get a seasoned player because we're stunting someone else's growth. There are times that you bring players in to mentor and to give you 20, 30 snaps in a game of productivity. And the Cowboys seem to not want to do that. But if you can go out there and get a Tlaib, if you can go out there and, 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 and get Derek Johnson, who is a free agent, by the way, going to the Hall of Fame, and you can, afford, and you can fit him in your salary cap, why would you not? Darrell Revis, I said that a year ago, no more. No, nah, he's, he's done. The guy from Seattle, I, he, he's under contract, so he wants to come. Um can't remember his name, safety, Earl Randall. He wants to come to Dallas. You know, guys, it's time to make these moves. It's time to do something. You know what I mean? It's time to do something. So let's get it done. Nick Foles, about this a lot last week, Uh, no news yet. I expect, I mean, he's under contract, so they don't have to do anything. But just something tells me when you got a guy who won a Super Bowl, when you got a guy who's Super Bowl MVP, when you got a guy who has played so well in the playoffs, and you've got your franchise ready to come back at some point next season, yeah, I get it. He's a safety net. But his biggest value is now, this offseason, he is at a high. Once Wentz comes back and Foles is back on the bench, you might be able to trade him during the season. But at that point, unless you you now have time to trade him and go find your backup. Go find your, you know, you don't need, you can go get a veteran, you can go get, you know, you can go get almost anybody. You don't need Nick Foles again. Nick Foles did his job. But Nick Foles has earned the right to go start somewhere right now. So why wouldn't you go get a first-round draft pick, although I don't think they'll get a first-round draft pick for Nick Foles, and that turned into a 
crazy discussion last week. I don't think they will. But, okay, if they do, they do. Go get your second-round draft pick. Go, but do something with him if I'm Philly while he's worth something. I just I don't think he's going to be on this team next year. I just don't. That's how I feel about it. So, um, yeah, I know. I know. The um, the um still has it. I really don't have I, – I think that's – oh, oh, last thing. I didn't want to talk about Charles Haley calling the Cowboys a bunch of losers. You know, I always get tickled when former players want to say things like that and think that it matters, think that it's something that motivates the team. Um, it matters because, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a Super Bowl champion. But if you guys remember, the reason that Charles Haley took so long in the Hall of Fame is because of his abrasive nature with the media. So would we be surprised to hear him say this? No. I just wonder why, like, did you forget how hard it is to get to the Super Bowl? You were lucky that you were playing with two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Steve, Steve Young and Troy Aikman, Hall of Fame coaches. Although, yeah, Jimmy Johnson in the Hall of Fame? I think he's in the Hall of Fame. Jimmy Johnson and um, uh, Bill Walsh, George Seifert. You know, you're, you're lucky. Different era, pre-free agency. You know, you're lucky. And, and how would you have felt if you were on a team? I mean, the team is 9-7, year before, 13-3. Remember how I said that last game mattered and everybody wanted to – uh, sit the starters and play the backups and let's see. And I said, no, you go get that win. Now do you see why that last game matters? Doesn't it feel better to say nine and seven versus eight and eight again? Doesn't it feel better to say that Dak is averaging 11 games as a starter? Doesn't it feel good that Dak has two consecutive back-to-back winning seasons as a head coach? People forget all the details. And, oh, by the way, Cowboys beat the Eagles the last game of the season. The, the details don't matter. They beat them. They beat them in Philly. Philly, Philly, right? They beat them. So, I guess my point is, Charles Haley, you know, you, you're trying to get press. I don't know why. Dilly, dilly. Dilly, dilly. I wish you'd just shut up. I don't care. I think too many times we spend too much time on people that are not relevant. Who cares? I don't care. Yes, I'm talking about it because it was on TV. I'm talking about it because they, they, they brought it up. But I don't care. You know, didn't you play with their current head coach? Isn't he a teammate of yours? How do you think Jerry Jones would feel about you calling the team a bunch of losers? Stop it. It's not helpful. I mean, I saw you. I saw pictures of you working with this very bunch of losers this year. Why then? If they're such, they're such losers, kind of like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, you know, Alec Baldwin, hey, hey, if we're such a bunch of losers, why are you here talking to us? He said, because I did, the, I did the owner a favor. So if you're there helping the Cowboys, why do you not call them a bunch of losers? I, I just don't like it. I don't, I don't like it. Again, I'm about loyalty, guys, gals, people. That's not the way to show loyalty to a team that did so much for you. You know, a team that advocated for you to get into the Hall of Fame. And the reason you took so long is because of this attitude. My last thing I'm going to say is, you know, it's been a week. 
I've heard almost nothing about T.O. getting in the Hall of Fame. I get it. It's old news now, but it really irritates me that he didn't get more pop and circumstance. I'm not happy about that. You know, Randy Moss, a first ballot, and everybody blows him up. Ray Lewis, I get it. I didn't really hear a lot about Erlacher either, but I'm not a Bears fan, so I'll let Train, I'll let Train handle that one. But T.O. should have got more pomp and circumstance over this because he was so wrong for two years. That's why. And I know he wasn't there. And maybe if he was there, it would have been better. And I tweeted him, and I said, you should have been there, and you should have been on that stage in the NFL honors. He didn't respond because I ain't nobody to him. Although he did respond to one of my treats once. He just said, thank you for the support. I wish he had been there. I feel bad for him. You know, Tio's a very sensitive person. This is a guy who lived across the street from his father, didn't know that that was his father. I can't even imagine. Maybe, actually, maybe I can't imagine. I'm not going to get into it on the show, but maybe I can't imagine more than, more than I care to share on the show. I just, I, 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 you know, I think he was blackballed out of the NFL after Seattle gave him a shot. He dropped that touchdown. Then afterwards, he made an incredible catch. But, you know, Pete Carroll was, was like, nope, not a fit. And that was it. And I think at that point in time, he still had a lot to give. I don't think he can play now. <laughs> you know, he, he does, but I don't. I don't think he can play anymore. I think it's over. And he's a physical specimen. But I just feel bad for him. I just, I, I, I hope that over the next few months leading up to the Hall of Fame, that he finds peace. And I hope that the NFL, the NFL community will embrace him as the superstar that he is, as the player that he was on the field. And I get it. I get it. You know, I get it. There were some issues. The guy played every play and he played hard and he wanted to win. And maybe, you know, his passion sometimes got in the way. I don't know. I can't. I, I wasn't there. Like I wasn't in the locker rooms. I watched from a distance, like most of you did. I saw the sit-ups in the in the parking lot. I, I saw the the. He's got 25 million reasons not to die, and Parcells coming out and like, why am I here? And he's like, look, you know, I I don't know anything. And um, it was pretty clear Parcells didn't want him because Parcells didn't like uh, he didn't like attention hounds, and you know Parcells refers people as the player. You know, called Terry Glenn, she, you know, um, you know, I, I get all that. I just I, I hope and, and here's and here's why. And I'm going to be I'm just going to be real with it. There's something there's a piece that T.O. needs that he doesn't have with the NFL. And I'm just hoping this brings it to him because he deserves it and he needs it. He needs it. He didn't go out the way he wanted to go out, which is a problem. He feels like he's been misrepresented. You know, I've seen him on first take with uh, Skip Bayless. I've seen him on Undisputed with Skip Bayless and arguing with Skip Bayless and bringing in stuff to show Skip that he's not the team divider that Skip thinks he is. It's it's like he can't – and, you know, when he was with – what did he play with? Buffalo, Cincinnati, you know – those teams, he was he was a choir boy. You know, Dallas, Philadelphia, San Francisco, he had issues. After Dallas, when Jerry Jones cut him, because he apparently was creating some divide, and Jerry Jones cut him, I think he woke up, but he probably woke up a little too late. I, I guess 
I just would like to see him happy and get peace. I was glad to see him get a Super Bowl commercial with, um, I don't know, I think it was a pizza commercial. I don't know, but I was glad to see that. I just, I'd like to see him get what he deserves. I really do. He deserves it. And I don't want anything to happen to him. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I, I get, I get, I get a feeling of depression and that kind of stuff could happen. I'm not saying he's there now, but I just get that feeling that this, this story could end ugly and I don't want it to. One of my favorite all time players, you know, between him and prime time, those, 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 my, those, my guys, man, love me some prime. I don't really care for prime time now. A little too cocky for me now, you know, he really is. He just, it's over the top. I get it. You're the greatest cornerback of all time, one of the greatest NFL players of all time, maybe the greatest NFL player of all time, Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion. I get it. You deserve all the accolades. But this isn't your time. It's their time. Let them have their shine. You know, and sometimes the way he acts is he's still trying to he's still trying to be. I mean, they still call him prime time. Prime. You know, eh, it just rubs me the wrong way. Hey, who am I? I'm nobody. But still one of my favorite players. Love watching him play. Even though over the last couple of years he had a toe injury and he was getting owned, so so discouraging. I was like, prime time's back. Watch him. Oh, not himself. But I still love watching him play in his prime. One of the best athletes I've ever seen. Also a great baseball player. I give the man nothing but respect. I just wish he toned it down a little bit. But T.O., man, T.O. with the celebrations. I love me some me. I love the quotes. I, 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 you know, he wanted the ball. He played every play. You know, he. I just, I loved his intensity. And yeah, sometimes it led to stuff. I get it. But when you want to win so bad and you can only contribute so much, I can understand how that feels. He just didn't channel it the right way. But I hope he finds peace. I really do. I hope it's February now. They'll do what? I think it's uh, end of October, end of uh, not October, end of August, right? Beginning of August, beginning of August, first game, it'll be a Hall of Fame game, and I'm really hoping that T.O. gets in, uh, not that he gets in, but that, that getting in brings him peace, and that his speech is a positive speech, and not a Michael Jordan-like speech, although I don't have any problem with Michael Jordan's speech. They asked him what motivated him, and he asked that question. That was his speech. I had no problem with his speech. I hope, but it's been perceived as a horrible speech. I loved it. Uh, I hope T.O. has a – I hope it's not a setting the record straight speech. I hope it's a I'm glad to be here. And, you know, you want to take a jab, you know, third time's a charm. You know y'all should have let me in the first time and the second time. That's okay. But I hope the speech is positive. I hope he embraces this. I just want nothing but happiness and success for this guy. All right, on that note, I'm going to get on out of here. Interesting doing a show in the morning. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Be back next Tuesday night with more of the Madden Voice. Need to come up with a new tagline. I don't know what it's going to be. The feud was settled on the field, and that was the Patriots losing to the Eagles. So I can't say all feuds are settled on the field because it's over. It's, it's off season. Um, I can say thanks for tuning into the Madden Voice, the home of no excuses. Maybe that'll work. Got to give that a thought. Hey, if you want to go on Twitter at the Madden Voice and send me some suggestions for slogans, I'm all for it. 
Everybody, enjoy your Valentine's Day. Get on to the store and get your loved ones something. We'll see you next Tuesday night. Good night, everybody. Or, uh, good morning. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Thank you.